Okay, hello. Uh, welcome to another episode of the of the pandemic um, Sack King's Therapy podcast episode. Uh, things have uh, still been kind of rough as of late. Um, <laughs> been haven't really left the house, but you know, um, but we don't really need to you know go outside to really do this podcast. So joining me, Bong Legacy. Hello. Hello. How's your How's your life been as of late? Pretty Pretty boring, to be honest. Pretty boring. Oh. I only went out like once or twice throughout the whole week. I think. Not much has changed that much with my life, but like you know, you just see. I just see like a lot less cars on the road, which is good. Um, yeah, there's yeah. no traffic when I when I get off work. Uh, I was able actually able to work from home today. Uh, that was an interesting experience. Mm. Yeah, it's just, but like, you know, they, you know, I don't usually go outside anyways. The only time I ever, every now and then I'll maybe go out to eat, but that's about it. Yeah. In terms of a normal day, it seems pretty normal for Sacramento. I mean, I see, still see people playing basketball, of course. And I am actually very sad. I, I have not played basketball. I'm getting antsy about that. I want to <laughs> go out to the park, but I am risking it. No, yeah. You shouldn't. Yeah. So. And kind of just stuck at home. Although I'd have to kind of utilize my house as much as possible to just work out. Um, uh, yeah, I should do that, some spring cleaning and work out too. I uh, I found a video. Uh, from, it's a guy named Sterling K. Brown. He, I think he's an actor, right? Uh, I'm not too sure. Sterling K. Brown. This is not the NBA player. I thought he was the. I thought it was Sterling Brown, the NBA player, but it wasn't. But. <laughs> Basically, like he has a, like this pairman workout that's pretty cool, you know, 50 jumping jacks, and then uh, was it 40 squats, and then 30 push-ups, uh, was it 20 kind of leg lifts, and then 10 burpees, and huh. you know that that's uh that's something fun I've been doing. Uh, that seems like tedious work. <laughs> you know what? You gotta you, you gotta stay in shape. You gotta sacrifice a little bit. You gotta grind. Oh yeah, I mean. Okay, whoops. Let, let's get into it. Uh, we'll start off with just a little bit of a little bit of a debate we had. Um, so I, so you wanted to get a De'Aaron Fox jersey, the City Edition. Oh yeah, the new one, the red one that just came out. It was on yeah. sale. <laughs> yeah. So like you, you texted me about that, and I was saying I, I love. Don't get me wrong, I love Fox. He's probably my favorite player in the league at this point. And but you see his jersey everywhere. Mm. So I, I I so yeah, you text me of whether to get it or not, and I I said probably not just because that that jersey is everywhere. Even though it is the city, the Red City Edition one. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just rather get. I personally, I rather get something just more unique. I really want to get like a Yogi Ferrell, um, maybe a Bogey one too, uh, or a Rashawn Holmes one. Yeah, in my train of thought, I'm thinking of, you know, longevity-wise, because you don't know how long Yogi will be with us or uh, whatnot. You know what? And, it, it'll, it'll become a collector's item, and, you know, that I, I, I prefer that. <laughs> I see what you mean. That, that was yeah. kind of my thing. I just, I just hope that these things kind of like become collector's items. Yeah, in terms of um, people in our team right now, I haven't gone any jerseys from anyone in this modern or like in our uh new roster since 
what is it? Cousins. That's the last jersey I purchased. Okay, that era, that is a bygone era. That's a classic jersey at this point. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, Weber, but I mean, I'm oh. yeah, I'm thinking of uh, something from this uh, era. I mean, I would get I, again. I probably the most popular player that I would get would be uh, Bogey, but you know his jersey isn't exactly cheap either. So, and yeah, there's been sales here and there, but as long as we look out for them, we should get something. Yeah, well, there's a sale going on right now. I think decently cheap jersey. I think it's like yeah. still ninety something dollars. But yeah, but I, I, yeah, out the three colors: the black, purple, white. Uh, I'm thinking about just waiting till next season then for their new retro jersey. Yeah, let's see what they come up with. That'd be interesting. I, I wonder if they're gonna come out with the red jersey, but with the little lion logo in the middle. Uh, maybe. I mean, they re- renovated that white blue to the red this season. Yeah, so I'd like to see what they do next year. Yeah, I was I was hoping that they may. We were talking about um the ninety mid nineties jersey with the half black, half purple with the checkered uh, sides. Yeah, that one's actually pretty dope. I saw his Isaiah Thomas one, although like that that might have been a different one, but like it's similar design. That I think that does look. I'm pretty sure if I look around, there's like some custom shops that would make it, but maybe, you know, the Kings will bring it back as a retro. Okay, so there is this quote-unquote gold um, jersey. It it ended up just looking tannish, uh, Kings Kings jersey, you know that that one? one. Mm -hmm. Would you you wear that if I I got you one of those? That's that's so old school. (laughs) I don't think I... It actually, I think it is a pretty ugly jersey. <laughs> like when some when I heard about it, I looked it up. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I I might have some things to match with it, but in terms of wearing it to a game, I don't think I could do it every game. And you know what? You'll be unique. Ain't nobody going to be wearing that. So <laughs> you'll be the only guy. All right. So uh, just real, uh, I guess another kind of just uh, thing. Um, before we get into the meat and meat and potatoes of the podcast. So I was listening to a, a podcast that recapped the uh, 1993 uh, NBA Finals Game 4. And cra- crazy game. I'm not going to get into the entire part or honestly get into the game that much. But basically, uh, there was a – I thought this stood out to me. So this was 1993, okay? Michael Jordan retired after this season and then retired in 1998. And finally – for one last time in 2003. There are articles in 1993, you know, the first three-peat that basically was like saying, man, Michael Jordan's washed. He doesn't have his finishing ability anymore. He doesn't have it anymore. Garbage like that. And like, it basically, there's a lot of LeBron doubters, and I kind of am, although I, I appreciate LeBron, but like, you know, when people say, when smart asses i guess say like man this guy's declining he's just not the same he used to be he's not good anymore like shut the fuck up no i i believe jordan was still good throughout all his years playing basketball like well, yeah up until the washington wizards years but yeah and honestly even then he was still very very smart although he wasn't as efficient as he used to be yeah of course. he's he's playing kind of like how lebron is playing now i would say 
Oh, no, 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 no. That, that's a stretch. <laughs> no, in Washington <laughs> Wizards, no. Uh, Washington Wizards did, did not lead team to the first seed. To be fair, you know, Michael Jordan also didn't have Anthony Davis, but I don't think they'd be the first seed. Yeah, I see. Relax. Mm. relax on that one, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just it just kind of brings to to kind of like like man, even back in those days, like they there were people doubting Michael Jordan like that, and you kind of and these are kind of lost at lot lost in to the something of time. I can't, I can't forget the saying, but yeah. So I, there's this you know there's always going to be haters. I guess is the point. Yeah, you could say that. I mean, it's kind of too bad we couldn't see any jordan's games of course we were a little too young to remember any of his games yeah i didn't I actually didn't start watching basketball until like 2011 really so yeah probably me too around the same time it would have been amazing i guess to see like the final game 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 six of 1998 that would have is it the the moments like you know mm-hmm. like him holding his father that that was iconic Okay. Uh, move, okay. Let, let Let's get into the meat and potatoes of of this week's podcast. So, um, I think we kind of talked a little bit before about what we hope for the next season, but we didn't really get into it. Um, so this time this is more of a deep dive for what will be our kind of wishes and hopes for the next season, and honestly, what our projection of the next season will be as well. So first thing we're gonna start with. Uh, so what? Let, let's start with this. Uh. What are your hopes for Marvin Bagley? <laughs> it feels like we talked about Marvin Bagley so much throughout these past weeks. But uh, you know what? You know what? He's not going to be Luca, or hell, he might be Luca for all we know. I don't think he will. But you know, I, he's such a giant question mark to me. I did, go, you know, go through the liberty of just watching the last few games that he played, uh, particularly the two games. Uh, the one against uh, the Mavs when Luca came to Sacramento, mm-hmm. and uh, the Miami Heat one. Those in those games he played 30 minutes and 38 minutes in the Miami Heat game. And basically, I have some notes about him. He's, you know, he's he's good. He has a lot of talent. There's a lot of flashes that I see that he has. But in terms of just kind of the, I guess the the most notable things I think are that he, his the defense needs to come. Like he is not a good defender, whether on ball or off off ball especially. But that seems to be a team wide thing as well. So, like that that's one thing I really want to see him improve on. Just getting the getting better defensive instincts and just mm-hmm. when to help. Because like when he does help, it's usually late, and he tends to you know stare at the ball too much, loses defender. You know he he doesn't always rotate correctly either, and you know, just stuff like that, and I just like to see him improve on that. Uh, another thing I like to see him do, I guess, go to, I don't know, hang out with Draymond or something. Let, learn from that man how to set a good screen. Because mm. from what I've seen from Marvin, he he kind of sets kind of weak screens, and you know that that might be just because he hasn't played enough and just hasn't learned from the right people. He needs to learn to stick his ass out there and just like. Just kind of deter people from getting through him, because the way he does it, he doesn't really get contact a lot of time, and yeah. So I like to just see him set some dirt, not dirty screens, but like you know, illegal screens basically, because 
you know, refs don't always call those, and you just try and get away with whatever you can. Oh, yeah, that would be nice for our team. Uh, yeah, that, what would you say his offensive abilities have been improving this year compared to last season? In my so, opinion. Oh, sorry. No, okay, you go ahead first. Sorry. Uh, in my opinion, I I feel like he can't create his shot yet. Not just yet. To be fair, from the two games that I watch, I don't. I'm not sure if it, Luke was trying to implement him back into the offense or something. But what I've seen, it's kind of weak. Basically, they don't really run much for him. Like they don't really like give it to him in the high post to create or anything yet. So that might be like just a uh, just part of the offense for him not to kind of ISO and attack. Like it seems to be the the directive to me looks more like oh give it to um give it to Buddy or Bogey or Fox to create on the perimeter. They don't really uh, get they don't really let him create from you know his spots. I don't feel. Oh, I see. And also like the, the main the main thing he really should all I think focus on like the this is where I see just so much potential just him as the role man. He's, he's so athletic, so quick, so explosive, so, you know, with, you know, crazy good uh, jumping ability. Mm-hmm. Just just be the role man and just run more of those. Uh, though that's yeah. more, that's not really on him. That's more of like Luke needing to run that for him. Yeah, I see that he could uh, pick or fit in our team perfectly if he was that type of role man. Yeah, again, uh, just kind of that souped-up version of Rashawn, but with like a with like a decent twenty-foot jump shot, or you know, oh, ex- yeah. extending all the way to three. Or yeah, even yeah, even shooting one or two frees a game, I I would be perfectly fine with that. And so that so this is so also I would like to see Luke to, again run more plays for him. I didn't see him. I didn't see too many plays being run for Marvin. Uh, one play I would love for him to kind of run for him is kind of the KD pin down that. KD used a lot back in OKC, where they would just set like a screen for him at like the kind of just starting from the baseline to kind of j- just come up to the about the free throw line, and kind of just have him like either shoot a jump shot or just get to the rim. Mm, of course, he's not as good as KD. He's not going to have that level of efficiency, but yeah, a lot of potential there. And another another thing, I'd like to see him like just improve on his playmaking. You know. Just kind of like you know, touch passes. You know, you know, learning where the open man is. Study tape. You know, learning how the offense works and throw dump off passes or like hit cutters and stuff. I think that is going to bring his game to a whole nother level if he can improve his mm. playmaking somehow. Of course, that's not going to be easy. That that's all on Marvin on that one. But you know, like that would put, that would basically make him the best version of what he can be. Mm-hmm. Love to see that. Um, just some stats that I looked up. His on-off numbers were a negative eight, meaning that the team the team scored eight less points when he was on the floor. Although to be fair, I looked at the team's on-off numbers; they are all over the place. I think Rashad Rashad had a hilarious one where I think he was his he was like plus twenty. I don't know how, but yeah. <laughs> and then Fox was like bare, like a plus one. He might he might be a he might have been a minus I don't remember but oh really it's it plus it's because the team went through this horrific stretch in in January and some of February yeah like the yeah. numbers are just all over the place yeah they were still trying to figure themselves out huh 
yeah, it was a pretty ugly watch. Okay. Um, so ne- next topic, uh, Justin James. I like Justin James for the most part. Seems like a really positive guy, you know, a young guy just kind of trying to be supportive of his team, you know, and he plays with a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and you know, we we actually saw him in person. We saw him play in the Phoenix game, and that boy has ups. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. So, God. and he and when I think the stretch where De'Aaron was out. Like we actually went to him for a few games, and he was kind of like the defense, kind of like Luke went to him for like defense, just energy. You know, I love those kind of guys. You know, just a guy that just brings energy to the team. Of course, we haven't seen enough of him to really know what he's gonna be, but I really want to see him become a rotational player next year. Just a guy that can, you know, come in, play some defense, hit some threes, which is uh, what what the team really wants him to work on. That that's kind of what's keeping him on the bench as much as it is. Yeah, for sure, he could be that guy off the bench that could do that. It's just that it's too bad that this season we were trying to chase for the eighth seed, and that we can't really help him like get that experience that he needs to improve. But yeah, like so, I just we'll have to see like what. To become what he becomes next year it's really hard to project because there's a lot of guys who come in as rookies don't do anything but just end up being super good the year after so hopefully that hopefully that's the case with him because if he becomes a guy that can really help the kings okay um next thing next topic um so i kind of just kind of just did a little thought exercise and then i kind of looked it up so the West is going to be really, really brutal next year. So like, like you know, the, the bottom teams right now are the Wolves, Warriors, Phoenix, and San Antonio. And those are kind of my, those are kind of the worst teams in the conference currently. And I think all of those teams, you can make a case, are going to be really good next year so we're just starting with uh the warriors for example warriors are going to be back next year they're going to get steph back they're going to get clay back now they'll probably get draymond back too because draymond has not given a flying fuck this season. <laughs> so, um so you know the, that that big three will come back and they'll have a they'll they'll have like a trade exception to get somebody um and yeah they'll be good they'll probably make the playoffs uh, Portland will be healthy. They'll they get Nurk back, and they probably get Rodney Hood back too. Hopefully, and they, you know they'll be good again too. Although their defense is going to be kind of shoddy, I think they just don't have the perimeter defenders really. Ariza really isn't guy anymore. He's a smart de- again. I I actually liked him when he was here. He was like a smart defender, but he wasn't really much of a difference maker. Mm-hmm. I doubt he'll make much of a difference in Portland either. <laughs> Uh, Gr- Grizzlies are most likely going to be good. I envision some sort of um, oh, I just lost the word. God damn it! Some kind of they'll they'll get. I think I I don't think they'll win as many games as they're gonna to they're going to this year. I see some sort of kind of uh, oh, I can't think of the damn word. They're, they're I basically I don't think they're gonna be as good as as good as they are this year, and. They're gonna kind of fall back a little bit, I think. I think that unless John Morant somehow improves even more, and usually first-year point guards aren't that aren't good, and if they are good their first year, that's a really good sign. So 
you know, I, I envision them like falling back a little bit, but there's all the chance in the world where I'm wrong. And, you know, John Morant is, you know, Chris Paul or another good one, Steve Nash kind esque, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, uh, the only thing I think that will ultimately hold them back, even if John Morant is going to be amazing, is that they did trade away their vets, Solomon Hill and Jay Crowder. And, you know, like, as a, as a Kings fan, I always go back to the Iman Shumpert um, example, where Iman wasn't all that good on the court, but he was a really good leader for that team. And... You know, the the Grizzlies leaders were Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill, even though they weren't that good on the court. They they brought a, a level of just toughness and swagger to the team. They traded those two guys away for, I believe, um, Justice Winslow. And if Winslow, but if Winslow plays, they'll probably make him better, but he has had an injury issue. So I don't know how much you want to bank on that. But, you know, I do see some sort of, oh my God, why do I keep getting into this? Bonk. Uh, they I don't think they're, they'll be as good, basically. Okay. <laughs> I cannot think of the word for the life of me right now. It starts with an R. It starts with an R. An R? Just, like, not residual. That That's the word that keeps coming to my mind. It's something similar to that. Um, kind of like reduce? Yes, or... similar and not reduce, but... Yeah. We'll, we'll get back. We'll get back to it. I cannot think of the word. Uh, okay, uh, New Orleans, I think will undoubtedly be better with, you know, a healthy Zion, you know, a healthy Lonzo. Uh, you know, I think Ingram missed a few games, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he has. Yeah, well, their missed. young core, I think, will be, you know, hopefully a lot more healthy. And if they are healthy, that's a really dangerous team, if, especially if, you know, Zion is Zion. He, I think he will bring them to certain heights next year. Oh, for sure. Like the team right now, I gotta say, it's a really nice young team. Yeah. So yeah, like so, I think they they can only improve from where they are, and of course, the only the only other team that's like questionable, I, I guess at this point, that's not in the playoffs is the Spurs. But they are the Spurs, and Lord knows they might just be good for no reason again. <laughs> like for all we know, and. That's really like our. That's like the old, the most likely to fall out completely, just fall apart, and like that's just something I we can't really bet on. So next year is going to be really. Oh, and I forgot to even talk about the wolves. The wolves, you know, they they made some. Of course, they they their big trade was D'Angelo Russell, and like you know, I think D D'Lo will work really well with Cat. That's going to be like a top five offense, right? Mm-hmm, for sure and that i think that can carry them to a certain extent i don't know if it's gonna like you know get them to the playoffs but because they're not going to play a lick of defense but mm-hmm. that's a re- you know sometimes the best defense is making making the other team take the uh take the ball out of the net so you know you know lord they i think they're a very volatile team they could either be in the eighth seat or on the bottom of the standings for a while <laughs> And Suns, Sun, uh, Devin Booker is a star. DeAndre Aiden is on his way to being a star. The rest of the team is a bit more questionable, but you know that's a that's a very salt that you can make a very solid case that they're going to be good. And that and that leaves us where we are. If Marvin is going to be, become 
you know, the guy that's worth picking Luka over, sure, we make the playoffs. But it's going to be a really rough road. And, you know, it's only going to get harder from here, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so any thoughts? Um, Kind of want to take any bets on which teams will be good and which teams won't? Let's see. So going down the list, I'll say Wolves would be a good bottom eight seed. Could be. Could be not. Not sure. Suns, ooh. I gotta say, maybe yeah, bottom eight as well. Could be, could be not. I, I actually, I'm, I'm starting to love Devin Booker a little bit more now. Yeah, hopefully they the whole team picks up and actually get to the playoffs. I don't, I don't hope for that team. But well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping for the Kings, but in terms of analyzing, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like they could step up next season. For some reason, this kept rant running through my head. It, it, it'll never happen, probably. But I was like, can we trade like Buddy for Devin Booker somehow? Is there a way we can somehow do that? That'd be amazing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that would be possible. Yeah, you know, the only thing is it, it, it'll ha- it might happen in a few years because, you know, the Booker might get mad and, you know, eh, I'll, I'll take I'll take him. <laughs> like, I'll take I'll take Booker. But uh, what 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 other teams? So, going down the list again, uh, Warriors, of course. I that's gonna be a top five for sure. Uh, Portland, when healthy, when everyone's healthy, when Nurkic is back, I I'd say they could be in the in the middle of things, maybe four or five as well. Grizzlies. Now, Grizzlies, yeah, like you said, it's, it's kind of hard to say. Their team right now, it's good, but I don't know how far it'll be or how far John Morant and the rest can take the Grizzlies to. If anything, it'll be borderline, in my opinion. Uh, New Orleans, uh, yeah, for sure. I think top six, top seven, for sure. Spurs. They're the wild card to me. That's Yeah, that's hard. I don't know. Uh, do you have a pick this year? I wonder. I, that won't matter. I see. So, I, I... Yeah, no, it doesn't really matter who the draft pick is going to be. Chances are they're not going to contribute unless they're like a Hall of Famer. I got to say uh, for the Spurs, I got to say borderline for now because I'm not too 100% sure how uh, they would be able to do in the next season. Along with yeah. like all these uh, new teams coming up, uh, could totally be in the playoffs and to- but totally be in the bottom of the standings. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Just because you know it is the Spurs. Like you know, the Spurs have th- this many years of just you know a great you know a great front office, great decisions, great success, and they're gonna you know you would think they would continue that trend. That's what we said this year, but it just hasn't happened. It might happen next year. Yeah. We'll have to see, with, along with all of these other great teams as well, and us. Yeah, so, you know, like, like I, you know, of course, I'm kind of biased, and like Jason Jones has said that he he envisions that the Kings might, will probably, he actually predicted this in the beginning of the season, that we're going to have a worse record, but we'll be a better team, and we'll have things we can carry on to the next season. L- last year, 
Dave Yeager didn't really care for developing our guys. He just played to our absolute strengths and really didn't work on our weaknesses. So in that case, basically, like that, we have a chance to really improve. Like, like one of the things that Luke has done this year is that he's made you know Buddy a kind of a more of a ball handler and a playmaker to in a attempt to kind of improve him. Like. You know, it's part of it is to see if it works, and part of it is to help Buddy improve. So, Lord knows, maybe Buddy somehow improves next year. You know, making Marvin kind of play the uh, the four instead of the five, it makes him kind of learn. You know, try and improve, as opposed to just you know making him exclusively a role man. Even though th- I think that is his best role, that kind of limits his ceiling. If you you know, and he sh- and you know, I think Luke will put in certain pieces. That will help us kind of improve the team going forward. And, you know, he'll help develop our guys. And that's basically, you know, the, that's basically how I see it. I think we're going to be better next year. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, compared to this year and last season, of course, with the injuries and whatnot, it kind of held us back from seeing that type of improvement. But, yeah, yeah that's what I'm, what we hope to see for next season, of course. Yes, and like I think I think we've talked about this before, maybe off air or on one of our podcasts. I don't remember, but like imagine if we just had Dave Yeager this year. Imagine if De'Aaron missed eighteen games. We don't. I I don't think we'll. I don't think Dave Yeager would bring us would get us to a better record. Think about it logically. So you're saying we would probably be taking. Uh. So if. If Dave Yeager was the coach, I think we even we'd be even worse right now because his 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 coaching style was that we played fast, and you're not doing that with Corey Joseph and Buddy Heald as your lead ball handlers. Yeah, that's true. A lot has changed since last season with Dave and uh, Luke, especially with the team wise too. Yeah, and and uh, of course, and Marvin just misses basically the whole season. Like, yeah, at that point, like it's an it's a worse team for the most part. And yeah, so you know, I of course I am I'm kind of biased. Of course, I'm biased right now. I'm kind of just I'm rooting for Luke because I want him to be good, so that you know our team can be good. And I'm more willing to give him kind of the benefit of the doubt on this one. So. I think I, I think I think Luke has put a lot of stuff in place and I think we're gonna be better next year. I mean it's it's only the first year. <laughs> yeah, and we'll have to see how he changes some of his stuff next year, because th- to be to be fair, I've watched Luke and there are some stuff that he does that's just what? What are you doing? You know, to be fair but to be fair, all coaches are uh all coaches have some really weird uh habits. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll have to see what he uh, oh. turns into oh yeah for sure okay so yep that's kind of the verdict that we kind of come come to like well yeah that we've come to it's just the west is going to be tough and amongst the playoff teams although i kind of see houston combusting make that prediction right now and oh, o- oklahoma city might just sell off chris paul and Danilo gallinari and you know that kind of drops them a few. That drops a few wins, and you know, Lord knows what happens with Utah. You know those are combustible situations, and you know you know maybe we can sneak in if one of these teams drop out. So it's not so it's not a lot, lot complete lost cause. Oh yeah. Okay. 
All right, so just the final quick little topic. So I oh, this was on a nerder she wrote on the uh, on the athletic uh, the podcast. Um, basically, the question that was posed on the podcast was that: Would you rather have a player who's a really good first option, but his game doesn't really fit with other superstars, or would you have a player who's not a, not good as a first option? But a de- a really good, de- to, you know, a decent to good second option. But his game fits with other superstars. Which player would you rather have? For me, the second option. The player that's a second, a really good second option, and his game mm-hmm. fits with other teammates. Yeah. Or superstars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I fall in the same boat. Basically, I. Basically, like the the players that I immediately thought of was Kyle, was the, the Kyle Lowry for the second option. And Russell Westbrook for the first option. Basically, I want because I think a guy like Westbrook, a really good first option whose game doesn't really fit with other superstars, is that there is an artificial ceiling for that player because of his kind of skill set. And I think if you're talking about winning a championship, you're gonna want Kyle Lowry, I think, more than Russell Westbrook. Like I don't, I I honestly can't say if you know, for sure, that if Toronto had a Russell Westbrook, would they have won the championship? Instead of Kyle Lowry, you mean? Instead of Kyle Lowry, yeah, sorry. The uh, Raptors last year. I'd say no. Yeah, I can I, see them just putting Draymond on uh, Russell Westbrook and just basically just not guard him outside. You can't do that with Kyle Lowry. No, yeah. And it's always kind of an interesting thought experiment that I always think of, just... I would, like you know Westbrook is an amazing player. Don't get me wrong. I would never want him on my team. No, I no. Stay the fuck sure. away. I want to stay the fuck away from my team. Uh, so oh, yeah. Yeah, especially how Kyle Lowry is kind of like that team player that you really need. Westbrook, in my opinion, was is kind of like that two K player that we've been talking about. Yeah, the guy that gets good stats but really doesn't kind of, but you know, ball has to be in his hands basically all the time. Mm-hmm. Talking about like forty percent usage or something like that. And in that case, you got to be a lot more efficient. And he just is not an efficient player. He does really stupid shit sometimes, which is all the more frustrating when I see him make great smart plays. Because the the reason why he makes these stupid plays is because he's angry. And he wants to like prove a, a certain point, or just try to go full, you know, head on one on five against a set defense. And just like, what in the fuck are you? <sighs> I, I never, I would never want him on my team. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, so well, that's basically that's basically gonna end it. Um, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Sorry, it did get a little rambly, but you know, we're in the midst of the coronavirus. You know, just find some random topics to do. And, you know, just kind of just go from there. Uh, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we haven't actually decided what the, uh, the topic's going to be. So we'll kind of just come up with it as it goes on. And uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully we'll catch you on the next episode. Fong, you got anything else uh, you want to add? Uh, nope, not really. Kind of excited for WrestleMania. Uh, the taped WrestleMania. Oh, too bad we didn't get... Too bad we didn't get uh, talk about that too much roman reigns is out of out of wrestlemania oh yeah i've heard uh braun that... Strowman is the re- is the replacement are you kidding me 
You better fucking win. Apparently the match has already happened, but I don't think I haven't looked up the spoilers. But yeah, Braun Strowman is the uh, is the replacement, from what I've heard. Man, there's spoilers already. Well, like yeah, but like they're reported by like you know reliable sources, but they're not saying like they're not going to spoil the event for us. They're not dicks. So. I I hope not. I actually kind of want them to spoil it for me, just so I know. Because part of my part of my heart doesn't want to accept. I don't want to wait to find out that Goldberg beat Braun Strowman. I mean, it's going to be a two minute match, regardless. I swear, if that Goldberg beats beats Braun Strowman, I'm going to be sad. Three spears. That's all he needs. I uh, just, oh, God. That was a horrible decision. I mean, it's going to be a spear fest between Roman Reigns and Goldberg anyway. I mean, that was always going to be stupid anyways. But, I, like, I get I get the, that, like, Goldberg's a big draw and Roman Reigns is a big name. But it was always going to be a stupid idea. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll have to see in maybe next week's episode. When's uh, WrestleMania? I think it's going to be two weeks from now. And it's like oh. a two-night thing. Oh, okay, I see. That's going to be interesting. All right, well, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll, have some, we'll have some news for you guys to kind of uh, talk about or to listen to us talk about. Yeah, we'll see you next week.